Does everybody know what time it is? Insert disc two for special features. That's right, it's an audio commentary right here on Gruntwork. Welcome to the Gruntwork Audio Commentary for Season 2, Episode, I don't remember which one, <laughs> Roomy for Improvement. Indeed, yes. Uh, we ran a poll on our Twitter and Facebook um, to see the, to put the, the votes into your hands, the listeners' hands, for which episode we would be doing a audio commentary for. Uh, and here it is. The winner is Roomy for Improvement. And I want to go through these poll results real quick. Go right ahead. Um, so we put it out there. We chose our three most downloaded episodes uh, and decided to put it out and let you guys vote on which one we would do. The poll results were 20% Howard's End, 40% Haunting of Taylor House, and 40% Roomy for Improvement. Just a, just a three-way, well, not really a three-way tie, a two-way <laughs> tie and then some other stuff. And some other stuff. Now, I want to say that... Um, the Howard's End, which got the mo- least amount of votes, did get the most amount of comments. So the people that were vocal really wanted uh, uh, Howard's End to occur. But such as uh, voting, and yeah. we live in a, a partisan world, I guess. Is well, that a thing? What, what you're, what you're trying to right? say is that the silent majority chose <laughs> Rumi for improvement. Well, they didn't. It was tied. True. And so... As per uh, a suggestion of our one of our OG fans, Scott Kiersey. Kersey? Yeah, uh, Kersey yes. or Kersey? Well, you know, all through high school, I called him Scott Kersey, and then I found out that his last name is Kersey. But just as a sweet-ass dude, he never corrected me. So, oh. Scott Kersey. It, it, well, it has more than one grunt, but it won the election for <laughs> which did, episode did. to get an audio commentary. You're right. And so now uh, we get to talk to you about Al's apartment and all kinds of fun shenanigans. Yeah, his Al apartment. I, and we're going to be doing it in real time. We are sitting yeah. here on the couch, which is not where we normally record this episode. Right, so it might sound a little different. Yes, we're both holding our mics. They're not set up on stands. I am holding my mic stand in my hand like it's, my mic is a big lollipop. Uh, it's like you're holding a gun to your face. <laughs> well, Landon, it's, you know, it's been a long week. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we're going to do what might be the first ever interactive audio commentary. I listen to a lot of audio commentaries. I don't know about you, but... I, I do not. You do not. I do. They're one of my favorite things. And I've never experienced one where you are um, pausing the episode. Because if you're pausing a disc, the commentary stops. Yes. <laughs> so this is like we, we are utilizing... We're giving our commentaries more power, if you will, <laughs> um, by uh, by pausing it and being able to talk through a scene... Uh, and then inviting you to, you know, unpause it as it continues and, and stick with us uh, through this weird experiment that we're about to do. It might not work at all. Yeah. I would <laughs> we say- might end the episode like 15 minutes ahead of the listeners. Yeah. Like really no no guarantees that this is going to be good, particularly. Yeah. But, you know, what I will say is uh, I've watched, I've listened to two audio commentaries in my life when I was a young boy. <laughs> I listened to the audio commentary on Austin Powers 2, The Spy Who Shagged Me. Learned a lot. Learned so much about filmmaking from that. Ooh, boy. Boy, howdy. Did I learn that? Heather Graham showed up to set. Yeah. Oh, did she ever show up to set? And follow, continuing with the Heather Graham uh, parallel, I also, many years later, listened to the audio commentary for Boogie Nights. And the audio commentary for Boogie Nights, I found, I found actually was interactive, also much more informative, because there comes a point 
uh, two-thirds of the way through the very long movie where Paul Thomas Anderson is talking about the movie. And then she says, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I got to piss so bad I can't even fucking think straight. I'm sorry. And then I took that opportunity to pause the movie and go use the bathroom as well. Oh, hey, how about yeah. that? Yeah. You so, peed along with Heather Graham. Well, with Paul Thomas Anderson. Oh, I thought Heather Graham. The way that you said that sounded like a Heather Graham impression. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> I, I I really don't. I, the, of fair. all the impressions I do on this show, Heather Graham was not the one I intended. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, I, I, I peed along with PTA. That's probably the, the one. <laughs> one day we'll do a super cut of all the creepy shit I say about that director on this show. Anyway, the episode. Uh, yes. Yeah, so in a few moments, um, we will cue you to press play on uh, your episode, whether you're watching it on Hulu, on DVD, uh, any other streaming. I know you could buy them uh, separately on Amazon. So however you're watching it, um, you know, bear in mind that we don't have any ABC logos or anything. So when we say press play, it's literally the episode beginning. Yeah, and and we were going to try and call out where the commercial breaks are so you can, like, pause us, I guess, if yeah, you're watching commercials. commercials yeah, yeah, well, if you're watching on Hulu. Oh, fair. Okay, yeah, so that you can pause us and then... Yeah. Uh, I get it. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll try and do that. I didn't actually make notes on here for when the commercials are coming. But... We'll try. We'll try. <laughs> okay. Guys, this is I guarantee gonna be, I'm going to forget. It's going to be wild and woolly. I say, let's just do it. Yeah, let's do it. So, uh, without further ado, here's your audio commentary for Roomy for Improvement. We are off to the races on Auto Week oh, here man. on Tool Time. And there is the Binford oil drum where all the transitions live in the background. <laughs> yeah, straight behind Tim. You'll also notice above Tim's uh, shoulder there, a little army figure in the background. There's some IMDb trivia out there that says that's a Buzz Lightyear figure. It is not. And you can clearly see by using your own eyes and looking at the screen. It's really galling to me that somebody on that uh, completely uncurated website would put a lie up there on the <laughs> internet. It's true. I don't, you know, I the Tool Time set really intrigues me because there's so much to look at like what's that picture next to oh, the calendar yeah, with, back with the there? two with the two orange cords hanging on yeah. either side of it and i like there's there's a, a moment here if they pull back far enough there's this gigantic propeller you see it above al's head there oh yeah, yeah where yeah. it looks like this gigantic ore. there's this movie a michael angelo antonioni movie called blow up oh i've seen uh, i've seen that yeah but uh he goes and gets this big ore for one of his photo shoots and it always reminds me of what that is uh to tim's left or the screen screen left i should say you'll see the mailbag m-a-l-e yeah. uh former lisa duty that is no longer she, her responsibility replaced by a hook <laughs> uh so you uh, talk a little bit about this uh this moment because you really enjoy this moment yeah well i mean this bit that he's doing here he's trying to show how how your engine needs oil in it to to keep the pistons lubricated and moving through so yeah. I, I love how like this is one of the only time I've learned anything from this show, like actively about <laughs> how cars work, is him him showing that oh okay that's why your car needs oil so the pistons can move freely. <laughs> right. And I like the bit too, just Tim with his like it's a really good it's probably some of the best programming Tool Time has done, and then yeah. it sets sets Al up for that look. That's a gif. <laughs> and that's a good example of Tim as a performer. I think like he knows how to have those little aside moments. These slow burns. Yeah. <laughs> and but I also We're don't so like close. getting this close to Tim. 
I, I, I love it. I, I want to be even closer. I can count the pores. So there's Jerry in the background with his uh, his shades, who we've dubbed Jerry. Who knows what his real name is? But yeah, and uh, a transition we get, which was a weird one, going to white static and then rolling up into a frame. Yeah, my my TV screens have never actually rolled up like wallpaper before. Uh, no, certainly. I noticed that it not only rolled up on the monitor in the studio, but also also on, oh, on the on monitor screen. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, so these are. This is a very. Uh, a very special opening credits. Yeah, it's a truncated version of the song um, where we don't get everything that we normally do each week because they just had to jam pack as much L into this episode as possible. For instance, we get all three boys credits at the same time as opposed to individually. Brad doesn't stare into our souls at the end here, which, you know, maybe thank God. Yeah, um, <laughs> they cut they cut right after he looks into our souls. Yeah, and uh, we also don't get the <laughs> fall into the void. Um. So here, you know, Mark has the chicken box. We get a fun little exchange with uh, Randy, which I think also proves his uh, performance prowess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like it's that kind of like I I'm not that quick on the uptake now at 29 and this kid's what, 8 years <laughs> yeah, old and I know right? his parents that well. Oh uh, man. Can we also talk about the number of barnyard animal themed pouring devices that the tailors have? <laughs> I really think that that maybe maybe it's a Michigan thing, but that is consistent with my childhood. Wow. We didn't have that. We we, we might have had a couple of salt and pepper shakers shaped like cows, but we, <laughs> we never we never poured orange juice out of a chicken. Well, it would make head. more sense to have a creamer as a cow than a Okay, in that regard the tailors have it better than me. <laughs> oh man. Um and so Tim's going to come down here in a second. He's uh, he can't, you know, it's dangerous for adults to get the chicken box. So he needs to pack his bags, which he's already done, and send them out to his, Al's place. His bags are packed. He's ready to go. <laughs> he's leaving on a jet plane. Uh, only across town to Al's place. So it's yes. a really short <laughs> jet ride. I, I, it, is a, it is a puddle jumper. But it's, you know, leave it to Tim to give more power to his <laughs> cross town excursions. Leaving on a jet pack, probably. <laughs> a lawnmower, uh, yeah. really. Tim showing interest in a Game Boy for no reason other than to uh, be told not to touch it. <laughs> and Game Boys just being ever pervasive. Is that, is that the word I'm looking for? Pervasive just... is the word, Landon, you're <laughs> looking for. Thank you, Fraser. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> More sherry, Landon? <laughs> Please, yes. I wish we were drinking. Um <laughs> So there's some things around the Taylor house here that I want to point out, but we're going to do that in a later scene. Stouffer's meals? It definitely looks like uh, frozen frozen food here. Wow. You, Jill, you can just like fold up the flap. You don't have to tear with your finger. That's got to be painful. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so get ready. We're going to pause in just a second here as we enter the backyard with Wilson. Uh, and I'm going to guide you through it in just a moment. Running away from his son. And... I'm going to pause it right here at 513. Uh, so let's take a second. I know it's not the most, the best image here to talk about. What, what, but we're, what we're looking at is Wilson leaning over a barbecue with yeah. the fence and Tim coming out of the house. Really, I, what I would like to do with this is just pause to be able to talk about what to look for in the next coming shots. You know, of course. The rest of the scene. Preparing so, for the battle ahead. Yes. <laughs> right. Uh, and so the backyard here, to me, is one of the areas that, um, the production value of the show really shines. We Absolutely. talk about the changing seasons and stuff. As I said, this w paused here. You don't really get to see it, but in the subsequent shots, when Al comes running into the backyard here, 
look at the foliage on that tree in the backyard, the Mark's favorite hiding spot. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just, it's gorgeous. And what I really want to draw attention to is uh, the lighting. Uh, it they make it look like it's at sunset. The way that the light hits Tim's face in this close up coming up is pretty interesting. Um, and you know, it, I think it's there's a lot of really intricate stuff to appreciate here. You know, it, you know, if you're gonna watch Home Improvement, watch it in the fall because the fall <laughs> colors in Home Improvement are so beautiful. Uh, <laughs> true. Home Improvement is the Vermont yeah. of shows. Go there in the fall. And you know what I don't like about LA is that you don't get seasons here, which is why we watch this. That's why we watch a Home little slice of autumn. <laughs> uh, so I guess before we jump uh, back from this pause here, Wilson is cooking up some crickets and grasshoppers on his uh, grill here, and that's that's a legit grill. That's pretty. It's a pretty dope grill. Yeah. No. Uh, are you wait? Are you saying? That they're actually grilling on set, or just in general, it's a. Like, I think I think a, it's a working man's grill. I, I think that the grill is dope AF in terms of the prop. I mean, I clearly yeah. think it's dope. Uh, yeah, I, I like it. It's a good grill. Cool. And he uh, probably hides dope in there, based on what we know about Wilson. Wilson in your that is pot smoke we're looking at right now. Yes. Yeah. He's he's blowing. He's <laughs> new, ex, exhaling a blunt onto his crickets. It's a new way to smoke your food. Yeah. <laughs> it's is a Snoop Dogg cookbook. <laughs> Uh, do you have anything in particular you want to talk about with uh, the these Wilson scenes, things to look at? Uh, you know, I, I, I you really covered the biggest, I think, thing to look at is that tree and just the fact that they went out there <laughs> and glued a bunch of autumn leaves onto that yeah. big tree. And I think, too, this is a, another prime example of what Pasquin was talking about in uh, the interview we did of the use of the boom camera to get above his shoulder looking down uh, you'll you'll notice in the next shot here, um, it's gonna kind of rise up and look down at Tim over the fence because that was a, a necessity that they had. Um, wh- you know, while recording, how do you shoot over Wilson's shoulder when he's behind a fence? Yeah. So what you'll see as soon as we press pause here again and resume playing is this this use of the over the camera movement uh, from this fifth camera that you typically wouldn't find in a three camera sitcom. Yeah. Um, okay, so then on the count backwards count of three, and I'm not going to include zero. <laughs> um, so it'll be three, two, one. Now, on now, you can uh, press play on your your machines. Yeah, yeah. Well, on your yes. old VHS machines. Yes, <laughs> you can tell the you can you can shake your TV to make the little men inside it start acting again. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Three, two, one. Activate. Now. <laughs> So you see this camera's kind of pushing in. Uh, you wouldn't normally see that sort of movement on Legalize three cameras to come. Oh, sorry. And then uh, right here, this reverse shot over the fence, you <laughs> see, you know, it's a little elevated looking down at Tim. It's, you definitely need another setup, a camera setup in order to get that. Oh, this is a survivalist magazine. Yes, this is, is, is Wilson a doomsday prepper. Yes. Because he's talking about Aftermath magazine. I mean, why would you, why would you subscribe to that magazine if not... If you weren't a doomsday prep, where else are you going to get your grasshopper recipes? Ah, well, okay, fair. They didn't have the internet back then. Uh, I, you know, you could probably you could probably go down to Mike's Tavern and have them make you a grasshopper, but it would be a different kind. Yeah, and it wouldn't go up with a stinky. Or would it? I don't know. I don't know. Grasshopper stink has... bugs would. Yeah, that... <laughs> we called them June bugs back in Michigan. Really, we yeah. called them we, we called them stink bugs in yeah. Oregon. So you got it right. They made a gross crunching noise. You and yeah. then a gross crunching smell. <laughs> uh, that are, is also not a grasshopper that, or 
That's a huge bug. That is disgusting. That's like a mutated silverfish. You need to you need to call Stephen Root back to l- work on extermination <laughs> in this house, Wilson. All right, so this is the shot I'm talking about. You can really oh. see the foliage there, but look at the the lighting here. It's just so beautiful. Uh, and you know, I think the the tech crews deserve every Emmy, every award that they got. Like, look at this shot of the lighting on Tim's face here. Like, that's just gorgeous. Yeah, man, it's magic hour stuff. You never see that sort of thing. On, in studio, yeah, uh, on a sitcom, that's that's just gorgeous. So yeah, Alice, Alice, gone to the trouble of having a new key made for Tim <laughs> before even knowing that Tim is going to come over. Oh, that face! And then we get our quintessential Al pouting. Uh, I I love it. Every every Alism is my favorite. <laughs> I can't choose one. You 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 are Al pal number one. Well, I'll share that ah. with you. So we get introduced to Al's apartment. Yeah, okay, here. get ready to. Uh, yeah, in another 20 seconds, we're going to pause again. Okay. Um, this this is, we really just have to talk about this. So the Al's going to, Al's going to disappear into a room in the background and we'll pause it right, uh, right there. So get ready and pause. Okay. Okay. So let's talk about Al's apartment. Can the hammock. <laughs> okay. The hammock. Let's, let's talk about your hammock. If we don't talk about the hammock, what will we talk about? <laughs> like what I, uh, so this is. It, this layout makes no sense. It's like a huge, huge studio apartment. His <laughs> yeah. hammock is strung up there. You can see toolkits, and st- there's like a workbench with the hammock right by it. Right. With, with and with the like with the like poker table lamps or whatever. Yeah, and you'll see the yeah no it's a like the billiard table lamps, yeah, and you'll see it. in a, another shot either later in this scene or in a, a subsequent scene that around the right hand corner where that fish is yeah um there's an actual like workbench oh, with right, yeah. uh, with stuff in there um and i like that this set is also peppered with things that are definitely given to al by his mother oh no that doubt. throw pillow yes <laughs> right there in the foreground uh the crock pot that's on the oh counter. yeah yeah, yeah actually, should... i think i have that crock pot in my kitchen right now that that crock pot actually uh here's a little character actor corner that crock pot went on to a guest star in a pivotal <laughs> episode of this is us <laughs> i love it what i like about the hammock being right there by all the tools and the workbench is that it suggests that this is how extreme al is is that he <laughs> <laughs> he w- he wakes up and he doesn't want there to be any time between like he wakes up he wants yeah. to immediately be able to work he wants to roll out of his hammock and be at the workbench and he then he sleeps would- with a hammer in his hand yeah exactly or under his pillow probably <laughs> yeah like James Bond he he will he and then he works his fingers to the bone until he yeah. can't keep his eyes open and then he just basically keels over backwards into the <laughs> hammock and sleeps until he can get back to work All I tools. love it I love it uh, and so he, I wonder what those bed sheets are they almost look like Star Wars bed sheets or something I mean bed sheets on a hammock it's a questionable it's a bold move Cotton let's see how it works for him I mean if I lived in this apartment I guarantee you without a doubt I would be falling asleep in that armchair every night instead I, of the hammock yeah yeah the, the armchair which with that plaid uh, blanket over it, <laughs> yeah, looks reminiscent of Fraser's dad's chair. Oh, there you go. Yeah, uh, his was fabric, though, wasn't it? His was look. His was yeah. fabric, but also Fraser's dad's chair would totally fit here because it was a pattern Fair. that Al would like. Yeah, you're right. And um, that leather chair without the throw could probably go in Fraser's apartment, and Fraser would like it. But that's beside the point. Continue. Please. Now, the thing that throws me with this set design is that the floor is the same color as the walls. That's strange. Like why? I mean, I've never seen a colored floor like that. You don't. It would know. either be like wood, or it would be carpet, yeah. or tile. I guess linoleum. 
You don't know where the floor ends and the wall begins. <laughs> Which is uh, really, really a problem for Lionel Richie, who uh, dances on the ceiling. He probably sleeps on the wall. Who knows what he does in the closet? No, he makes it clear that his friends are climbing the walls in Dancing on the Ceiling, so he can't Fair. sleep there. Um, it's just some other stuff around this apartment that we should point out. Uh, he has a lot of ducks. We can't really see it in this, but you'll see it in the subsequent shots here. Um the the bass on the thing his closet is a really interesting area to me because he's got some bongos in there he's got this uh as we speculated a chest at the bottom that looks like it may have belonged to sir larry Mm -hmm. at one point Mm -hmm. r.i.p um (laughs) he uh there's some other stuff in his closet that was kind of bizarre too skeletons (laughs) don't we all yes um one thing i really want to point out is there's going to be a close-up of Al in a moment. He's probably pouting again, because he pouts a lot in this, this is episode. A, this is a pout-heavy episode. Uh, where there is an 8x10 black-and-white photo of Bob Vila <laughs> framed on his wall. And you'll, you'll see it to the right side of him. Uh, it's just it's a brilliant little touch by the production design. We, we will make some noise when you see it, when yeah. it's there. And what else? There, there's, uh, there's well, well, we'll just go through the rest of this uh, as it unfolds in front of us. So, yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to cover before we unpause? Uh, oh, did I mention that that he sleeps in a hammock? <laughs> did I? Me- okay, here's the one other thing. He it, bones in a hammock. It, he does bone in a hammock. Well, spoiler alert for the episode we've already covered. Well, he, the- he already went with Greta. D- fair, fair. You're Unless right. they don't believe in consummation before marriage. That might be it. That might be it. Uh, I just want to say, Landon and I disagree on this. The, the color of the walls in this room reminds me of 237, room 237 <laughs> in The Shining in the Overlook Hotel. I think that's a little more green, but I get where you're going, and I will concede to my original point. I'm just saying that shade of green walls, yeah. it's like, that's pretty specific, and I've only seen it one place, and that's in The Shining. So, <laughs> t- call away you will. I don't know what lady he's making out with in the bathroom right now who turns out to be a corpse. Spoiler <laughs> alert for The Shining. That, or his mother? Oh, I don't know. If we speculated that maybe he's got a Norman Bates thing going on, a lot, a lot of stuff could be going on in that bathroom. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what is going on in that bathroom. Bathroom. What matador towels? Oh God, yes, your towel is the one with the picture of the matador on it. <laughs> I don't know if that line has happened yet or if it's coming up, but let's find out. Okay, uh, so we're gonna unpause in three, three two, two, one, one now. Activate. There it is. Kaboom! Kaboom! <laughs> MVP line. Uh, line. I love, so <laughs> lots of flannel, Flan- um, winter clothes, lots of boots. Yeah, on the thing. Uh, he's just got some. I love. He has these uh, dancing uh, salt and pepper shakers that are cactuses. the shape of cactuses. Um, Work boots. lots of lions memorabilia. Like this. Does this apartment feel like Al to you? Uh, I don't. I mean. Yes, I think. I just expected more plaid. Okay. I love that he's got that huge picture right there on the coffee table. <laughs> I think that's one of those, like, uh, carry-out trays. Oh. oh, there, we should have pointed out, too, the, uh, oh, there's Bob Vila. Oh, yes. Right behind his head Yeah, there. you see that. Up to the top it's right. So brilliant. And then he has a, like, sharper image uh, wave thing, you know, that were, I feel like, really big with yuppies in the back yeah. uh, in the 80s. Also, notice here, Al can't quite keep up with the calling, <laughs> and I love this. But his enthusiasm really goes beyond. He makes up for that. He makes up for that. I love this. This is one of my favorite Karn-isms right here. Nope, not yet. No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then Cynthia, who we never hear from again. Ah, Cynthia. Is his apartment number 237? Uh, Well, wait. I think it's like five. Is it five across the... Oh, 505. Oh, there you go. Hey, that's a trivia for you. We're going to do uh, Home Improvement Bar Trivia someday. Oh, man. 
<laughs> what apartment we're, we're number gonna, does Al live in? We're going to run it, and you guys can all come to it. <laughs> Ooh, another great oh, man. gif. He just, yeah. Al does so much without saying anything. Doesn't he, though? And then he starts saying things and does even more. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so... <clears throat> Lazy Susan. He spins it for zero reason. Opens it. <laughs> Except that he's Al. Splendid. By which I mean Splenda packets. As you said, direct from the tool time set. Which I, I love. It's like the man has bongo drums. He's got he's got a crock pot, but he can't buy sugar. It's so easy to get <laughs> sugar, guys. I have a bag of sugar in my house and I'm not nearly as mature as Al. Ha- we, we've got a cameo here. That is just about to be on screen. Oh, no, no. it's going to be. I think it might be coming later, but we do have a cameo from Hattie. This this Hattie cameo is probably my favorite moment <laughs> from season two. Just the look that he gives. <laughs> it is. Uh, it's pretty fantastic. I like Also, I like that he's got the roller of paper towels on the edge of his kitchen island. That, yeah, I like that. Too. It's a well laid out kitchen I, for a studio. Honestly, kitchen islands are underrated. I thoroughly love them. Yeah. Uh, he's crock potting, which is something I know you love to do. Oh, I do. Oh, here he comes. Here he comes. Look, look at this. So hopeful. He does not want to be there. <laughs> he's so he, like, you see that look, that desperation. He's like, this evening is not going well, please. Oh my God. That hat is amazing. Uh, so you could fill the barrel with cheese land and just think about it. Just dream, everybody dream with me. Now you walk up someone at a party holding that the warm I, cheese radiating. I can visualize your it a lot more now. Um, so Al's about to show some of these home movies. He has a lot of photos up in his apartment. Yeah, he's got a lot of stuff to remember in his life. Also, why doesn't Al own a house? That's a question. Well, he's building a cabin, isn't he? Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe that's where he's going to go live. I, I would love it if these videos just cut midway through to the Zapruder film or something. <laughs> yeah, right. Showing Al's love, mom. He's wearing plaid <laughs> as a child. I love that. <laughs> so it starts Al 68. Al, man, yeah, that's... Uh... Ah. Blue plaid. Oh, there we go. One of our transitions. We're into a commercial, so pause. And I'm going to pause here on this, uh, yeah, th- picture of Mark. Um, because this is the this is the only. Um, sorry, I should have given you a heads up there when we were going to pause, but we paused. Yeah. Uh, if you need to rewind, it's just literally right after the commercial break. It's, it's it. Mark lying there with the two hot yeah. hands on his head. And th- the reason I chose this point to pause is that it gives us the best scope of the house so far. Um, we don't really get to see the the living room, unfortunately. But what I think is interesting um, to demonstrate is the the depth of the set, which is something you don't see on a lot of sitcoms. And this is what John Pasquin was talking to us yeah. about. Yeah, where like you know, I'm thinking even to like Roseanne, where that main set is just like their living room and the stairs off to the left. The most depth you get is the hallway going to their bedroom. But that's like almost a non-entity. Yeah, it's like uh, the uh, and Fraser's apartment where they go off to the back left and just kind of disappear into what I assume is the bathroom or or bedroom or whatever. Yeah, well, I mean, there's the, there's the hallway, there's the hallway to the left that goes to Marty at Marty's room oh, and okay. Fraser's room, and then to the right is Daphne's room. It's like a three-bedroom apartment that Fraser initially intended to just be for him. <laughs> uh, lucky him. Um, well, it pays to be on the radio. Anyway, this this house though. Yeah. So, like, I just want to take a second to appreciate like the the innovativeness of the development of this set, where you have that front door way in the background, which inherently separates you from other sitcoms. You know, where you think of like entrances and exits. I mean, I guess the garage door kind of 
acts as that a little bit, but it limits it to who is coming through the door. It's going to always be Tim or Jill. Yeah, you know, really, the, the, the Taylor family barely ever uses the front door. They're usually coming mm-hmm. in and out through the garage. Unless uh, there is a police officer dropping somebody off. Oh, man. Which has happened to both Tim and Brad this oh, season. actually, yeah, you're right. You're right. Like, fa- like, like the son is a bad influence on the father. Um, and, you know, another thing to just kind of look at that I think really gets overlooked a lot is the the lighting uh here sitcom lighting you know you got to make it as bright as possible but you know when you have a set as in depth as this you are really you know you have to light that that back that front door area and on a different lighting scheme than that hallway than the the kitchen itself uh to really just give it a, a good depth and and feel like it's a real house um this is obviously not a great shot to uh because it kind of shows the seams a bit i don't think we're supposed to be seeing those skylights uh in the hallway there in the background uh, but i don't know man i mean like i i like that seems like a thing that would be in houses yeah. little spot overhead lights like that i mean we had them but we wouldn't have them on in the middle of the day well maybe you wouldn't <laughs> some <Fair>. people like <laughs> light landed and some people aren't vampires <laughs> Uh, and Rice calls me. Um, <laughs> Delightful. <laughs> but one thing that I think is kind of like an interesting uh, touch that is both practical as well as um, uh, decorative is the lights inside of the, the dish cabinet uh, on the left-hand side of the screen there. Because that, that makes you aware, but not in a distracting way, that Everybody had those cabinets with oh, absolutely. shit in it, you know. Yeah, shit that you never use. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, then we see a few of Jill's opera posters. Like this angle that we have, I feel like is very Jill oriented. And then the flip side, if you were looking at the the actual living room, is very Tim oriented. You've yeah. got all of his toy cars, which you can't see right now. Um, he's got that Grand Prix poster above the fireplace. Yeah. The stereo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't necessarily consider the Britannica and <laughs> Tim's, but yeah. Um, I don't know. You have anything else with the the Taylor household? No, I'm good. I think you covered it, man. Let's keep going. <laughs> and also, I just like seeing Mark with uh, oven mitts on his hand. Totally good. It's really, really funny. I just to wanted me. the cone of shame, though. It's like I said in the episode that it was like watching animals that have casts on. Yes. Uh, what I actually remembered is that it's it's when um, babies have their nails are growing out oh, for the yeah, first yeah, time yeah. and they put gloves on them. Yeah. For some reason, that's really funny to me. Uh, and that's what Stupid this reminds babies. me of. babies. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to commence playing in three, two, one, Go. now. So Mark just gets ice cream because he has chicken pox, and that's kind of bullshit. <laughs> There's some of Tim's cars. Uh, Mark gets ice cream for dinner a lot, apparently. Yeah, well, you know, just give him some ice cream. That'll shut him up and <laughs> deal with all the trauma he's been experiencing. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, uh, okay, so Jill might have some germs on her, too, Tim. Maybe think about that. Yeah, right? Oh, man. So th- this is an example that, I, you know, I had a qualm with this episode uh, when we did our actual episode, where this is the beginning of Tim complaining but still getting his way, and it it kind of bothers me a little bit. Yeah, he, he has his cake and eats it, too. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I don't want to be doing this thing, and I'm going to complain about it, and then I'm not going to take actual action and be responsible and have a conversation with Al about not wanting to watch seven hours of his videos. Instead, I'm going to record him while he sleeps and embarrass him. Yeah. Because that's how I get out my frustration. And and no mention of how he came to have a tape recorder. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, like, poor baby. Oh, God, you're so tired and exhausted from just, you know, being a human being. 
Well, it's hard for Tim, man. So few things have more power in them in life. <laughs> That's why he tries to add it everywhere. Ah, oh, Patricia Richardson. She's just a gem. I wish she was a, more in this episode. A vision. Yeah, I mean, I like that it's a lot of Al, but again, I really wish it was just the episode where Jill has to stay at Al's, and then Jill and Al fall in love, <laughs> and then we start off a really interesting season of the show. Oh, man, I love that. Season 10. Oof. We gotta get season 9 up first. But... Well, yeah, well, yeah, season 9 is laying the groundwork. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Tim dies, <laughs> and they bring in Al and Jill together. I'm ready for it, man. I mean, it would make sense. Like, he dies in a in a freak, like, lawnmower accident. <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay, so we, we're going to pause again here um, in... right after he introduces Michael and Mario Andretti. So get ready. It's about 10 seconds from now. It's a, it's a wide-angle shot of the tool time set. And pause. Okay. There we go. So, um, again, not the ideal angle, but you know what? We're dealing with what we have here uh, to talk about the tool time set a little bit. The reason I chose this shot is that um, we could talk about the details and just – you know, if you, a jelly bean count of how many Binford logos you think are in this shot. <laughs> oh, man. One. I mean, I don't have an answer, but I'm saying you could do that. Yeah. The the thing that I think is interesting is that uh, you really get a sense of uh, a lot of things. You get the matte painting over on the left-hand side, which they change with the seasons, which is kind of an interesting touch. Wow, that's really keeping on top of it. Yeah. Also, the matte painting has a picture of a fence on it, as though he wants <laughs> him, reminds him of home. Oh, man, is I love that. a painting of Wilson on the other side of it, I wonder? <laughs> um, and then in the background here, now this is what I point out, is like, you can start to see the tops of the other sets that they work off of. So that, oh, like... Wow. Uh, you see where it says the Auto Week banner? And you yeah. go like at the very top of the Tool Time set, and you've got that um, other wall in the background behind oh, those two man. lights. That is actually um, the wall that's leading up the uh, the stairway of their household. Really? Yeah. You, you figured out the fl- the layout and floor plan of the studio they shoot in? <laughs> well, we've seen it a few times with the curtain calls when George Foreman um, chases him off the set. I just the... don't pay that much attention, man. My brain doesn't work that way. <laughs> this is my, like... Uh, that's it's just you being it's you. It's very insensitive. Yeah. Yeah, it's just me being stupidly detail-oriented. Um, but we also get to see a lot of the monitors where, you know, like... Uh, I'm assuming the audience members watch those monitors at the very top of the screen that are cut off. Yeah. Um, that might be where it says applause. That might be where it says laugh. That might be where uh, if they're doing some sort of pre-recorded bit. Um, like, for instance, in the Bye Bye Birdie episode with the loader where he crushes the teacups. Yeah. Now, I would have assumed that they would have pre-recorded that to save the audience any kind of danger. Yeah. They didn't. They show the audience running out. It was an actual audience. And, uh, well, there might have been, you know, the people who run away, they might have been actual... Stunt people. Yeah, exactly. Uh, But for the most part, it was real audience. And Tim was actually operating that thing and didn't have a license and almost lost control. So that could have been the end of Home Improvement. Um, A fitting end, though. (laughs) A fitting end. Uh, Should also point over to the left, we see um, who we've dubbed Jerry and uh, Michelle... Yes. Good. A new <laughs> Which, name every time. We we don't see much of Michelle after this. Jerry keeps popping up, though. I like it. Um, I know. What else do you want to say about this tool time set? I like that they keep putting... They It, it changes with every yeah. new thing. So, like, this is the episode where we're introduced to Mario and Michael Andretti, father and son, not brother and... Brother and brother? Well, some brother and sister? I uh, teach the controversy, Landon. <laughs> uh, I think, you know, my, my biggest thing that I'm noticing right now yeah. is that... Uh, they they just have 
uh, chairs set up on some risers instead of like actual audience style <laughs> seats like every yes. live taping I've been to. Yeah, right. They just took some elementary school chairs and put them there. <laughs> uh, there is also like a catwalk up there. That's kind of interesting. I'd never noticed that oh, before. Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, so if we're just, you know, setting aside ABC Studios and going with uh, the Tool Time Studio, that's still, that's a pretty big facility they have. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know where Lisa's corner is. Where's Pam's corner? I, I, I don't know. I think it's I think it's probably over uh, over on the other side of that painted uh, gotcha. backdrop. Uh, is that woman in the front there in that gray blazer? Is she sweating? Is that back sweat? Oh God! I think that's I think that's well. Well, we don't need I to go not. into that. That's not anything we need to worry about. Hey man, yeah, it's it's not it's not our business what her body's doing. Uh, anyhow, what is interesting to me is that like the tool time set continuously changes. So we're meeting Mario and Michael Andretti right now, and. Um, in a few episodes, Jill has gotten the steering wheel from them that right where that checkered flag is, is where the steering wheel that they get uh, for their anniversary eventually ends up. Yeah. Uh, and so like stuff like that throughout this entire series just morphs and changes the set. And I think that's a that's a really fun, um, fun little detail that the production throws in there. I agree. And we're in agreement. <laughs> also, should be said that the the camera operators there and the, the the tool time camera operators are actually the operators for home improvement. Uh, right now, we have our boom rig that's looking up over the audience and down. Uh, it kind of moves. Um, the other cameras are the ones that are the typical three camera, uh, you know, stuff. And you've got the boom operator there uh, over top. And uh, I don't know. I don't have too much else to say about this. Um, you want to point anything else out? I, I've got. I think we've hit everything, man. We've okay. we've covered we've covered the tool time set extensively. <laughs> uh, what do you think this thing is above Jerry and Michelle? I was. I, I have been wondering about that. I haven't got a good guess. Is it something to do with this like kind of bulbous thing to the on the left hand side of the top left of the screen? Yeah, because on the front of it, it, I could see it as like a, a you know five hundred light you know like a massive spotlight with the barn doors closed. But what's that bulbous thing coming off the back of it? <laughs> Uh, Scott Kersey, let us know. <laughs> All right. Um, so this is the last time we're pausing. We're just going to kind of watch the rest of the episode now. Oh, man. Um, we are, we're going to be free floating. We're, we're free balling it. <laughs> and so we're going to commence in three, two, one. Let's jam. Ah, there they are. Mario and Michael Andretti. Just the most charismatic two brothers you ever <laughs> did see. Would you wear one of those jackets if uh, if you had one? One of the Andretti Brothers jackets or one of Tim and Alex's either, jackets? Either. Do, would you wear a Cosby? No. No, no I would not wear Cosby. We're done with that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, would wear, I would wear, like, I, you know, if you wore the other one, and then we'd just look like a couple of, a couple of really, really close <laughs> yeah. and, and committed gay gentlemen, which is nothing wrong with that. No, not I would, at all. You know, yeah. Uh, my love for you is very deep, but yeah, I guess I would wear one of those, but only if you if you only if you went off that Thelma and Louise cliff. With okay, me. yeah, I would do that for sure. Uh, so you see the like knives behind him. One thing that is worth mentioning is that like Tim Allen had a lot of say in the set. He wanted this to be like a man's. You know, I, I wanted something masculine on this. <laughs> yeah, right. I I want to do some investigation over the next couple seasons into whether or not Tim Allen. Either popularized, if not invented, the man cave. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because the tool time set is very much the prototype for that. And I know that we have an episode down the line where he creates the ultimate man's area. But I don't all, know if he calls it a man cave or what, but... his. But all he's doing, his whole house is the ultimate man's area. <laughs> it's true. Uh, but that's going to be an episode that is going to, like, 
be way too much masculinity in one place. True. But anyhow, so Tim Allen had a lot of say into the set because he wanted it. So it's just filled with those boxing gloves of boxers in the background there, tools, uh, you know, calling it the mail bag. Uh, well, but why aren't there why aren't there truck nuts hanging off of everything? Why aren't there chair nuts? <laughs> Weren't there knife nuts? <laughs> Those little, the silhouette mud flaps of the, the yeah, girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flag nuts. <laughs> drum nuts. Uh, hot nuts. <laughs> Are those what those are called? Corn nuts is what I was thinking of. Well, corn nuts. There's also spicy hot, corn nuts. Oh yeah, yeah. There's the hot nuts that are all co- you could get those in bulk at Winco <laughs> back in Oregon, which you you know they were spicy peanuts. Yeah. So Tim here is. Uh, playing one of his games that he likes to play whenever he has a, a guest on but uh so he's making them guess oh my god the time capsule of people in the audience is just brilliant the lady in the middle there was kind of cute <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even ashamed to say that also um, also michael andretti whichever one is on the right yeah, has this just completely serene look on his face when he looks up at al you call it serene i call it puzzled yeah <laughs> what is television <laughs> um so they're, yeah, they're going through this, uh, making a joke at Tim's expense. I don't think so, Tim. And, of course, uh, Tim gets his vengeance by playing one last clip of uh, Al snoring. Well, spoilers, man. Yeah. Well, I'm assuming they saw the episode already. <laughs> See, the audience knows. The audience gets it. Yeah, and... <laughs> That's where the disconnect happens, because Mario Andretti is like, if you can pinpoint an engine, you could pinpoint something that is not an engine. Uh, Mario Andretti has most likely heard somebody snore before in his <laughs> life. I could I can pinpoint snoring way better than I can pinpoint yeah. an engine. But this is like, uh, if we think back to reach out and teach somebody, where he has a problem with people's sleep patterns. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the end of this episode, so he's given Al shit for snoring, he starts snoring at the end of this episode, so hypocrite alert lady doth protesteth too much yeah so here we're back in al's apartment and al has fully entered uh the house of tim's work wife yes no doubt we also got a little closer to those sheets on his hammock back there and they do indeed look like space (laughs) space sheets (laughs) you know you know al still made dinner for him that's the really sweet thing even after all that i know i mean that just speaks he has flannel thermoses not flannel, plaid thermoses on the top of the fridge. Oh, that makes it. He's got two That's of them brilliant. in case one gets broken. <laughs> one is for locations. One's for... Um, I wanted him to throw that that plate at Tim. <laughs> he also has a cane there. I guess it's for his mom, maybe. Um, or he just whittled it. You know, my great-grandfather whittled a cane for FDR. Really? Yeah. Did FDR use it, or was it just like, a, hey, Mr. President? Uh, he wrote a letter back saying thank you, and wow. I believe it's in the his library. That's awesome. How have we never discussed this? Fuck know. the rest of this episode. That's really cool. <laughs> there you go. Oh. Um, of course, FDR used a wheelchair, so I don't know how much use the king. I, n- never mind. True. Never mind. <laughs> I love Al, Al is just like a little child here. Uh, the way he min- – these little mincing steps that he takes. <laughs> So, okay, I want to draw attention to this here. Um, nice, nice Because this is an example of what I can't determine is just inherent 90s culture trying to absorb gay culture and homosexual culture, or if it's an actual stance against homo- – home, uh, if it is homophobic or not. It, 
I don't think it's homophobic. This woman has feelings for Al and has been flirting with him, and she's feeling probably very embarrassed thinking that Al is is actually totally gay bones for Tim. But then why does she, like, run away in fear when Tim approaches her? If you had been hitting on this girl who lived next door to you for a long time, and then you see another woman outside hammering on the door saying, we've been together for so long, and you recorded me while I slept or something. I don't know. I mean, like, There's a very misogynistic comment that I could make, and I'm not going to. (laughs) With well, that scenario. Well, good. That's a, that's a little bit of Ikea sexism there. <laughs> there you go. Uh, uh, it's just it's one of those things that like sometimes makes me wonder what is driving the humor. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't think it's it's blatantly homophobic or anything, but it's just like what's informing it that's bothering. Al me. pulled that casserole dish out use of the of the hot with oven, bare hand. Well, with one hot hand and with one regular <laughs> hand. Which, to be fair, my dad does that a lot, but every time burns his hand. I don't know how he can be 60-something and not uh, have learned that yet. Maybe Al has like a Luke Skywalker robot hand. Maybe. Um, Do you want to walk us through this moment? Because this is a a very touching moment. Yeah, this is is one of the crowning moments of Tim, where he is talking up how great Al is to uh, Cynthia Telling well, I mean, this one is a lie. Talking about the right. nuns, but it's it's the intention behind the lie. Yeah, it's like this is the first time Tim, who, Tim, who never humbles himself, is now suggesting that he was saying all these things about how Al makes it possible for him to do his show in order to help Al win over this woman and show yeah. his love for Al and win back Al's good graces. Yeah, and you know, it's I, I feel like we talked about this before, but oh. what still kind of bothers me and, about it, this. Tears. Yeah. Every time. Richard Carn. We went silent for a second. Yeah, man. A moment of silence <laughs> for that beautiful moment. It is. Because that says everything you need to know about why but that, that look, too. That's John Candy at the end of Planes, Trains, and Aww. Automobiles right now, that look. Just like how, you how just happy doubly looks. warmed my heart there. Yeah, man. Every time you go away. That whole scene, not to take credit away from Tim Allen, but that whole scene works because of Richard Carn. This whole, this whole thing does. Because to me... There, Tim is conceding a little bit, but he's keeping the pecking order still intact. Like he has conceded to Al and allowed, you know, done this thing for him, but he's still like saying, "Don't forget who your boss is." You know, like there's this kind of like alpha maleness to it that, and still t- kind of bothers me. Wait, wait for it though. There you go, and then, and then this is the thing that I always I can't help thinking like. It's in him. It's at the end of the thriller video. You think that Michael Jackson's okay, but then, <laughs> then, yeah, the cat eyes. He took something with him, didn't he? I love it. And see, this is these are the moments that I think Tim Allen's performances are brilliant. Like that whole dance and being uh, stone faced while doing it is really, really funny. Yeah, you know. But to to your earlier point, I will give Tim credit. I still think, like, yeah, obviously, Tim is the definition of the alpha male. He's not going to become the person we want him to be overnight. The fact that when it counts, he's able to swallow his pride, acknowledge the contributions Al makes to the show, and help his friend uh, get this get this sexy lady from across the hall, I, I that that is that says something compared to the baseline of Tim's behavior. That's true, uh, but it, it's almost to me like, uh, and I don't mind talking over this scene because this is just the string of really bad written jokes. Mute, guys, but, mute this part of the episode. <laughs> Fuck it. Not our episode, the the actual TV episode. Well, do what you but, want. Um, to me, it's like, you know, having someone who's an asshole 
do the right thing that they should have done in the first place and then like thanking them for doing the thing they should have just done is like there's something annoying to me about that. Yeah, I know. Like if you want to delve into the problematic stuff there, there's a show called BoJack Horseman that actually hits that <laughs> and it's like, yeah, okay, you did a nice yeah. thing, but that doesn't make up for all the but shitty things. That's what I think makes BoJack Horseman so great is because they're pulling off of these tropes that are set up in shows like this sure. over decades of, you know, yeah, uh, entertainment. So that they can finally make a commentary on it. Yeah. And so I guess I'm just doing a second-rate BoJack Horseman commentary. <laughs> you know, hey, hey, man, we're, we're just a couple of BoJacktivists over here. There you go. <laughs> uh, so there's the calendar, the misshapen calendar in the background. That is weird. How would that fold? That it doesn't, doesn't fold. Sense. That's the problem. It's like a That's poster and then a calendar pasted beneath it. They don't, there isn't even like a binding. Yeah, but there, there's your Pamela Anderson. Yeah. Um, is your Star Woodley? Oh God, that's not prep for that yet. Um, and Wind Dancer, Touchstone Television, Ding. distributed by Bonavista International. And there you go. There is an audio commentary for you. We you, would love to have your feedback. Actually, I mean, yeah, was we this always, good? We always appreciate your feedback, but for this particular thing, if this worked for you, uh, and you wanted to see more types of content like this, please let us know. Uh, yeah. We absolutely would value your opinion. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but I, you know, I had a great time. I think I learned a lot. Yeah. Do you want to do like Jerry Springer final thoughts? Well, we are both sitting here holding mic. We just need to sit on a, on a stool or something. <laughs> uh, folks, <laughs> folks, if I've learned anything uh, today, it's, uh, it's, that, it's that having sex with a lady in a hammock while listening <laughs> to uh, square dance call or music is not a way to get her to come back and be in future episodes. So okay. maybe maybe hammocks are not the babe magnet that we think they are. Uh, also, the other thing that I've learned is that you always need to value and respect the people who you co-host a show with. So, Landon, I value and respect you. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, you're welcome. Truman, have I ever told you that I value and appreciate you? Uh, no, no, you haven't. I've been quite angry about it, in fact. Okay, well, what I've learned on this episode... Ooh, <laughs> I just so spicy. A, a Tim Taylor. You did. Uh, no, I, I value and appreciate everything. This show would not be the same without you. Oh, well, you know, hey, man, uh, thank you, Tim. When I say this is our show, I really mean thank you for letting me come along for the ride. Uh, well, I, and, when, and when I say this is my co-host, Landon Solano, what I really mean is, Landon, if not for you, it would just be me talking into a microphone <laughs> and then not properly promoting... Uh, what I'm doing, let alone not even putting it up online, because I don't understand how the internet works. I, you guys signed up for an audio yeah. commentary, and instead you're getting me and Landon sitting on the couch just giving each other emotional hand jobs. <laughs> um, so when uh, now that we're in the outro, I have to uh, give some shout-outs to people. Oh, yes. Because I said that uh, anyone that would retweet the poll um, that we would give a shout-out to. Uh, so uh, this is on Twitter. Yes. These are our shout-outs. Um, we have Kirsty Jeffries. Mm -hmm. Have you she, heard of her? I, I have. <laughs> she may or may not be my girlfriend. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, she retweeted, and you can follow her and her uh, travel blog posts, uh, lots of interesting um, travel stuff. Uh, she calls herself a digital marketing specialist. Um yeah, her and also a travel can, blogger. Yeah, you can see see her travel blog at vengavalevamos.com. That's Spanish. Vale That's, vamos, venga vale vamos. Yeah, I I'm not pronouncing it right, but it, I can spell it for you. Okay, do that. It's V E N G A V 
A-L-E-V-A-M-O-S.com. Yes. So, and you can follow her at Kiersey, K-I-R-S-T-I-E, travels. Kiersey does travel. At Twitter.com. That's, that is true. <laughs> that is true. Thanks, babe. Um, the second person. That was to land and not to my girlfriend, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. The next person that retweeted us was uh, called Landon Solano. Oh, who's he? <laughs> I don't know. Probably some jackass. Crazy, crazy. I don't even read what he has to say. Yeah. Um, uh, Fan Theory World, uh, our our favorite oh. podcast, our sister podcast. Sisters doing it for themselves. Sister, is that what's like? Sisters. I'm thinking like Sister City sort of deal. Is that what they're called? Sister Cities. Yeah. 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 So if like, whatever the Sister City equivalent is for podcasts. Yeah, I, sister podcast. That would what, be it. What uh, What is a sister city actually? I, it's when it's when uh, a city in some other country, uh, or even I guess in the same case, like two cities form some sort of bond. They do cultural exchanges. They send like you know I don't know students from one to the other or oh. something like that. I don't know. I think I think LA's sister city. I think we have a bunch of them, but I think one of them is Tokyo. Okay. I don't know if any city. I don't know if any city has Pyongyang as a sister city. That's the one I really <laughs> want to know about. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was probably. But we've done it. But we've had cultural exchange with them. We exchange theories with them. We yeah. go on their show. They come on our show. Yeah, the fan theory world. Yes, not that, Pyongyang. Yeah, and we will be uh, talking about them a lot more in our super spectacular. Um, but please follow Fan Theory World on Twitter, which is at Fan Theory World world all spelled as you would expect or visit them at fan3world.com to mm-hmm. listen to their show fantastic podcast love those guys so much uh, um, also listen to their other podcast flan theory world where they talk about their best <laughs> recipes for flan the mexican dessert please continue. uh theoretical recipes <laughs> yes of course it's like this is how we could make it if we were on saint elsewhere in the snow globe <laughs> there you go um and then our last shout out is for a guy that i i don't know if you pronounce this uh smith or smith but it's uh john smith um but it smelled it's smelled mm. um his last name is spelled with a y not an i so s-m-y-t-h and you can follow him uh, at Mr. Lizard Kings with a Z. Um, and I believe he's from Scotland. Oh, cool. If memory serves me. Uh, if not, somewhere in the UK uh, or maybe Europe in general. I'm just covering as much territory as possible. So, somewhere somewhere uh, around Asia. <laughs> adjacent to it, perhaps. Uh, but I think we were talking a little bit about uh, Infinity War uh, when it was about to come out. And he, I think he said Scotland that they don't get it. Uh, they don't get midnight screenings there, so he had to wait a full extra day. Uh, and ah. that would suck. Yeah. Aye. Um, so I hope you got to see Infinity War. Thank you for retweeting us and listening to the show. We hope you enjoyed our audio commentary. Yeah. We hope you also enjoy uh, plenty of deep fried pizza and deep fried Mars bars and all the other delicacies of Scotland. And this is not me being facetious. I went to Scotland specifically to eat the deep fried really? food there. Oh my yes. god! I got to go to Scotland. It's it's wonderful. It's it's really delightful. If you're in the neighborhood, yeah. head on up. And if you're not. Be in the neighborhood. I'll tell you what, uh, John Smith Smythe. If uh, we'll if get you your need, name right. <laughs> if you need a roomie for improvement, oh, I would love a place to stay to check out Scotland. Yeah, please show us all your home movies. <laughs> I'm inviting myself along on this. I guess. Um, do you have anything else you want to cover in this episode? I got, I got nothing else. I think we've covered all of it. Okay, then let me do a quick outro, which is uh, you can find out all sorts of information about this episode uh, and more on our website, which is www.gruntworkpodcast.com. You can also sign up for our weekly newsletter there, which is. Uh, Honestly, the best way to be notified for new episodes uh, comes out every Tuesday, right when our episodes release. You can get their show notes, um, see what other kind of shenanigans we've been up to. 
We've also launched a merchandise page filled to the brim with uh, curated home improvement items. So if you are looking to get that season two disc uh, that has roomy for improvements so that you can watch <laughs> along with us, uh, you can get that on our website. And it'll not only uh, help fill out your home improvement collection, but it'll also help support our show. Yes. Because uh, every dollar you put into there, we get um, maybe half a cent. <laughs> I don't know how affiliate programs work. And every half cent counts. <laughs> uh, and if you enjoy our show, please share it where you can. Consider leaving us an iTunes review. These things uh, really help others find us in this in, in in the void where all the transitions are. And we it's you know battle world out there. Um, you can also follow us on all the various social media places, which is at Grunt Work Pod. Uh, and with that, I've been Truman Caps. I've been Landon Solano. And this has been. Grunt audio work. commentary work no well yeah front work special <laughs> 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 <laughs>